Ovajana, Tumirantasya, Jnanam Jana Shalakaya, Chakshur Militam Yuna Tasmai Shigaravinamaha. I'm holding on to your lotus feet. So this mood of humility that is that is inculcates the mood of humility which is central to Vaishnava understanding. Otherwise in the the demoniac way of thinking is Vishwarahamahamhogi. I am the boss, I'm the controller, I am the enjoyer. No one is better than me. Always trying to show myself. I am very comfortable. Vaishnava philosophy means that we take the lotus feet of the Vaishnava on our heads. Then Choi I was just commenting in this apartment we're staying in. There are many wise thoughts written on the walls. One of them is supposedly wise thoughts. One of them is that no one can help you better than you can help yourself. Something to that effect. That's not Vaishnava. Vaishnava philosophy is that we depend on the mercy of Guru and Krishna. So he's as you know Taco is praying in this song. You please help Choi Vega Dhami, help me to control my the six urges. Vacho Vegan, Manasakoda Vegan, Diva Vegan, Udara Pastor Vegan, all these the urges of the tongue, belly, genital, the urge of speech, the urge of anger, the urges of the mind. Help me to control them. Choi Dosha Shoti, purify me of the six faults. Choi Guna Dehodasi. Give me the six qualities, Choi Satsanga, the six kinds of satsang, holy association, good to me. Deha Ayamare, Vasechi I'm sitting here hoping for your association. Then, Ekaki Amare, Nahi Pai Hari Nama Shankitani, which is exactly the opposite of what's written in that room, that no one can help you better than yourself. But Ekaki Amare, by myself, he says, I don't get any strength. I don't have the power to engage in Harinam Sankhita. Please be merciful to me. Give me a drop of faith by which uh, I can attain to the treasure of Krishna now. Deho Krishna. And Krishna Shetamara Krishna Ditepara Tomara Shapati Krishna is yours. You can give me Krishna. You can give Krishna. You have that power. Anito Kanga, I'm very fallen and miserable. Krishna Krishna Volid, Hai Tavapachi Panchi, calling out the name Krishna Krishna and running behind it. So this is uh, expressing Vaishnava philosophy together with the feelings of a Vaishnava, all together. Very simply and very beautifully. And there are many, many such songs. Songs, and this is a very I started singing because I thought everyone must know because it's a, it's a very basic part of our Vaishnava liturgy. So you please learn. You don't have songbooks, you know? You don't have any songbooks. 
Then it's your saying, Goranga Bali say, how you know? I think. Yeah, but it's one. It's close right here in this country. 
Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, because be, in the normal course of when the animals die, so they don't, mother doesn't have to be the produce of a slaughtered animal, it can be just that the animal dies and you use it, although generally Vaishnavs don't like to use, but that's also pathogenic. And shelter with uh, some housing material, wood. Traditionally, houses in this country are made from what? From wood. From wood, huh? Yeah. Plenty of wood. So different materials are there in different parts of the world. Wood, stone, mud. Houses can be made from from mud also. Very nice houses can be made. And roofing materials. Well, wood itself can be used. Or tiles that you have to make from... These tiles they are locally made, these roof tiles, it requires a certain kind of earth, which is which is shaped and baked. So uh, all these things, everything can be produced locally. So actually, there's no need to import and export and some things all around the world. Everything can be produced locally. Now people can say think that's very primitive. They think it's very good if you can go into a supermarket in London or New York and you can buy varieties of cheese from all over the world. You can, you can, I don't know now, I think the economy has changed, but when I was a kid growing up in England, we used to get a lot of apples and pears from Australia and New Zealand and South Africa and oranges and bananas would come Oranges would come, yeah, from the Caribbean, and bananas would come from there, and uh, cheese from all different places. Because Britain, they don't grow, they don't grow all their own food. They import more than fifty percent of their food, and uh, meat also. <laughs> so New Zealand land, not the uh, the whole economy is uh, based on import, export. Sell something, buy something. It's a very artificial economy. But people think, well, this is, this is very advanced. You see that you're sitting in one place and you can eat food from somewhere else. Not only food, but so many things. They import fashions and they, most of the clothing worn in America, although in countries outside America, it's considered prestigious to wear Levi jeans made in America, genuine made in America. But most people in America eat, they, they wear t-shirts and jeans made in Bangladesh and Thailand and all countries like this. Each country has a quota on how much they consume because it's cheap labor. They can produce cheaper than the Americans. And if you have to pay Americans to make a pair of jeans, then it costs a lot more than paying a Bangladeshi. So it's a very complex economy, and it has given us so many different facilities. But, I mean, also, someone can fly in from different places and talk about all these things. 
That's uh, so we may say, well, we're also using those things. Rav Prabhupada explained that's Ajagaravati, that is the way of life of a python who doesn't he doesn't uh, go hunting, but he just sits in one place. And then when some animal comes, oh, thank you, you are now my breakfast. He eats it. So in the same way, Prabhupada gave the example that as Vaishnavas, we, we don't produce, we're not producing, we're not sitting in laboratories trying to find varieties, how to improve state powder or some such thing. Uh, how to produce a, a new kind of machine. But if it's there, we, don't, we have no intrinsic need for it, but if it's there, we shall use it. We can use it in Krishna's service. Although we understand that the whole economy behind this is so complex and artificial that it actually follows the real energy of human life, which is meant for God-realization. That is the point. That this unnecessarily complex civilization, it's... One point is that it, it diverts attention away from the proper purpose of human life. And another point is that um, it actually, in the name of producing more happiness, produces so much distress. And we'll find that despite there being so many facilities for sense enjoyment in modern society, that people are more distressed than at any time in it history, and if, you, if you, that can be statistically shown, someone was telling me that according to the World Health Organization, in the, in the developed countries, 70% of people, they take some psychiatric help during their life, 70%, so 70% are at least somewhat crazy, and the other 70%, I guess they just go on being crazy without any psychiatric help. <laughs> So these are shocking figures. It means that everyone is feeling mental distress. Another survey was done a few years ago by the professors from the London School of Economics, which is supposed to be one of the most prestigious institutions of its kind in the world. And they made a happiness survey. They went to different countries, all the countries of the world, and interviewed people, do you feel content and all this. They asked him so many questions, and they found that the happiest people in the world are in Bangladesh. Which, is, if you say Bangladesh, you think, oh, hopeless place. And economically it is. But maybe because people they have no economic aspirations. They have no, they're, they're living in a madhouse, and they're growing some food, and they don't have any hope of anything beyond that. And so, oh, all right, okay. They're also very religious people, either Hindus or Muslims. Well, it's, it's practically shown, even by the uh, scholars of the modern society, that it, it has not brought happiness. That we have so many gadgets, we have so many mechanical facilities, but we don't have happiness, of course, as I was saying, as Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, this material world is by nature anyway full of misery. So it's not very wise to expect happiness here anyway. But still there are, there are certain levels of human happiness. There's no need to artificially make it more 
miserable and more difficult. So Prabhupada seeing the present situation of modern society which diverts human attention away from the real goal of life which is God consciousness to understand specifically Krishna. Prabhupada advocated this returning to a more simple natural way of life in which we more simple means we have less of these modern facilities and just simple means just living with the basic necessities of life and concentrating our energy on understanding Krishna. Prabhupada very much wanted that his followers would show people how to live very simply. Chant Hare Krishna. Be content with with what the land can give us by Krishna's arrangement. So, if we do that, we'll find that that's actually a very much better way of life in all ways because the, the modern city life is very competitive and uh, very stressful. Honestly, the whole city in a traffic jam. People are telling me now, it's ugly. Full of traffic. So much traffic. You're just sitting in a traffic jam. It's so frustrating because you want to go, you're planning to go, you're in a vehicle which has the ability to move, but you can't go any faster than if you are walking on your two legs. It's very frustrating. And everyone's just frustrated. And that's how they start with it. And when they go to their office and then there's so many plans and it's frustrating. The whole way of life frustrating. So this, uh, of course, it's not simply that by living in the village or living on the land that one is that one becomes spiritually advanced, but it's more conducive for God realization. You can be a complete atheist and fool living on the land also. In and of itself, it doesn't make you, it doesn't make anyone spiritually advanced. But for one who is interested in spiritual advancement, then Living in the cities is all right for preaching, but then for raising a family and uh, having a conducive situation for Krishna consciousness, this this kind of peaceful setting is very conducive. Just like even if you're living in the city, in most places, you, if you want to have a nice kirtan in the morning at 4.30, then you can't. The neighbors will complain because... They're up, and last night, you hear those people, it was what, three o'clock in the morning, they're all shouting out, so they were just coming back from their night out. And for us, it was, you know, it's almost time for us to get up. So, it's a different way of living. They don't want to be disturbed at 4.30 in the morning with kids, and they just want to sleep. So, on, that was Saturday night, but on a normal night, it's, it's too early for them, so they'll complain. Whereas here, you can do tennis. As loudly as you like, who's going to complain? No one will complain. And uh, the food you get, that will be very fresh and nice. Prabhupada was saying that there's, there's one tape you can hear of Prabhupada at, at his farm in New Mayapur in France. Prabhupada eating salad and he said, he said you can hear Prabhupada speaking and you crunch, crunch, crunch as he's eating it. And Prabhupada said, this is much more pleasing. He said, anything that you grow yourself, it's much more pleasing than anything you, you buy from a shop. And he was talking about people in, 
in the cities they buy bread 300 years old. And it's, it's actually much, much more nutritious that if, if you take the vegetables and immediately cut, cook, and offer to Krishna, it's very nutritious. But, but it, even if it's just a few hours old, then only, all, half the nutrition is already gone, the flavor is gone. So that's, that's very pleasing to grow food yourself, offer it to Krishna. There's, it's so much more pleasing than the, find somebody in a plastic packet in a shop which is already grown with chemicals and sprayed with chemicals and and then taken out of a plastic packet and there's no there's no flavor in it, there's no nutrition in it. It, it poisons you more than it nourishes you. So this this whole way of life, this this is uh, of course you may have heard me say this many times, the prophet said this prophet said this many times is a very important part of Prabhupada's mission, which he, he spoke about extensively, and he had the devotees purchase bonds because he wanted, he saw so many devotees are joining our movement, so many, so many householders are coming, and then if they have to again go back to that materialistic way of life, then uh, the tendency will be to be trapped in that. You'll be trapped in the whole way of thinking of modern society, in the whole way of acting, the whole materialistic culture. So Prabhupada is recommending that, that any family can live. Prabhupada said, with one acre of land, a family can maintain. You can, you can, one acre of land, a cow, you can maintain. You can maintain a family. Of course, that may be that someone is doing something else also. It may be a, a teacher... Whatever. It's not that everyone's a full-fledged farmer. But uh, even until recently, everyone, whatever they were doing, they'd also have some some land and work, isn't it? Must have been. But whatever, you may be doing some job, but you'd also have a good piece of land and you'd grow your own food. And in this country also people keep chickens and pigs, but we don't do that. But the... the uh, Idea is there that people they like to produce their own food, but now uh, we live in a society where people they they don't like to do that, and even they have no money, but they don't they have no means of income, but still they want they're they're averse to producing their own food because they're trained the educational system trains them that you have to only something where you can do something with a pen and paper or a computer or something like that. The people are there averse to producing their own food. But this actually was Prabhupada's revolution, one important phase of Prabhupada's revolution. But the revolution of consciousness that we should understand Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Human life is meant for understanding Krishna, describing Krishna. And Prabhupada wanted to accompany that with a social revolution, not by tanks and bombs and guns and all this, but by a very simple method of people literally rejecting modern society and its values by living according to their own values or rather the values of the native culture. Those values are that uh, 
our life is meant for God's realization, and we're not we're not interested in the what are the values of modern society? That fashions, machines, sports, all these things. It's, it's artificial. It's extraneous to human necessity. There's a whole phantasmagoric. Sometimes people say to us, what is this? Why don't we live in the real world? What is all this chanting Hare Krishna? But what is their real world? They go to the movies and they watch dinosaurs and things from, what is that? Star Wars? That was a long time ago. I don't know what the latest thing is. Titanic. And it's all, it's all imagination. And the TV programs, it's all some fantasy. And then, perhaps also, it's all some, unnecessarily exacerbated uh, fever about who will win the game. Although it doesn't really matter that much. If you if you examine what it, if you want to talk about reality, if you examine what it is, it doesn't really make any difference whether the ball goes this way or that way or that way or this way or whether someone puts a pin in it and pops it. It doesn't really make that much difference. But they've made a big, big about this. I'm not getting on your case. I, I say this in every lecture. <laughs> I'm just making the point that uh, it's it's what, what they call reality is is a big phantasmagoria. They're not actually concerned with reality, with the important questions of life. You know, who is God and what is our relationship with him? And rather the whole society by by promoting passion, politics. Politics, of course, that has to be real, but it's why everyone has to be concerned. That what the, what the American president says and what the British prime minister says, eh, these things, they'll go on anyway. But now they made a democracy, so everyone has to read the paper and then they vote, and they don't really know what they're voting for anyway. But uh, just like you, it's uh, the tightest presidential election in America previous to this Bush-Gore face-off was that between Nixon and Kennedy, which Nixon lost, and then later he came in. But it was, uh, when they examined that, it was very tight. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy just came in with a few more votes than Nixon. So when they examined why, when they found out that the last, the last phase, Nixon, because he was so busy campaigning, he hadn't shaved his face. But when he came on TV, he didn't look so nice. And Kennedy was a good-looking guy. And so more women voted for Kennedy, and he won. <laughs> that was his qualification for being the president of America. So people don't know what they're voting for. But there's there so much concern. Probably not in these countries so much. People don't vote in politics, they don't care so much, probably, isn't it? They do care? Yeah. I, I know in England that most people really... They don't care that much. They just, or they just make cartoons of the politicians and that's all. <laughs> that's all. In India, uh, you know, so like the tradition there is Mahabharat and Ramayana and they, they couldn't, they can have new ones. All the politicians and it's front page what the prime minister says, even whatever he says, it's not, not of any particular importance, but there's so much into it. Years ago, I, I, I was, I had my first ex exposure to this. This must have been about 1977, I guess, around there. 
So I'll, I'll become very sick where I'm traveling Sankirtan in Bengal and became very sick. So they, they put me and the devotees left me in a life numbers home and they went off traveling and I was, you know, I was all out fever. And every night, this man and his friends used to come. They were sitting on the balcony outside the room and all evening, every evening, for like three hours, they discussed politics. Mm-hmm. On and on and on. Uh, <laughs> I don't But they did. But it doesn't make any difference what they say or what they think. They're so much concerned. Like this. Well, I, I guess if you go to a, a bar in Croatia, then they'll discuss soccer. Isn't that probably? That's, that'll be one of the main topics. Don't know. You don't know. That's good. Yeah, I know. And I'm just, you know, I'm a little bit out of touch because I haven't been in this society for over 25 years now. <laughs> and things change, but, uh, you know, thinking back to those old days, I mean, I'm also a product of this horrible society. Oh, man, talking about soccer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big craze. I think it's become a bigger craze than it was even when I was a kid. It's, it's really, it's become a very big business. So, uh... So all these things are actually, uh, they're not necessary. You, you don't need to know what, what the stalker is going on or what the politics is going on or what the latest fashions are. This fashion, it's another nonsense. Isn't it? According to what the, they decide, then one year you'll be wearing one kind of shoes and one year you have another kind of hairstyle. And all according to the fact, they dictate the fashion. It should be like this. And what is it? It's just another means of extracting money from people, that's all. They work, you, they, you work hard, you earn money, and they take it all back again, and you have some kind of fashion. Prabhupada right, right in our Krishna conscious movement, there's only one fashion, shaved head and tea That's it. No need to waste your time. And, of course, for ladies, they don't shave their head. They have saris. And that's us, saris. That's also much better than any fashion. They have different varieties of ladies' fashion. There's so many different designs. So this uh, very simple way of life. No need to artificially fill up our homes with all kinds of machines and gadgets and no need to uh, fill up our brains with so much useless information. They call it the information age. You can get, you can go on the internet and get information about practically anything. But it's all simply useless. You're filling up your head with so much information about so many different useless things. But rather, one should live very simply and acquire this information. Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam. Understand this. How many of you are reading Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita? And who read yesterday? Some of you are still reading, huh? You should read these books regularly, again and again. Absorb that knowledge. Then we can be Krishna conscious. If we don't, Baba gave the example, if you don't eat, then you become weak. If you don't eat, food, then you become weak. So if you don't read these books regularly, you become spiritually weak. I was just asking who's reading, because we see that many devotees, they take up Krishna consciousness, but then they don't bother to read the books. 
Maybe they read them once through, maybe not even that. Or twice through, and then they, 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 they oh, I already read it. But you have to read again and again and again. That will keep us in Krishna consciousness. That is our yoga, bhakti yoga. Yoga means to link. So if we don't regularly link up with spiritual sound, with spiritual knowledge, then that knowledge, even though we may have read it, it won't remain fresh in our consciousness unless we regularly link up with Krishna by studying these books, by hearing this knowledge. So this was Prabhupada's point, that if you live very simply, one thing is that you save time. Now people think, well, if you're living on the land, you have to work so hard. But it's not necessarily true. If you, in modern society, agriculture is also business, agribusiness. And so you, the idea is that you have to produce, out of the land, you have to, you have to take out as much as you can, throw in chemicals, make bigger vegetables, make more profit, and then inject, give injections to the cows so they produce more milk. So the idea, you have to produce more and more, then you get more and more money, then you can have a big trailer in your home, and you can have a big house, and you can have a swimming pool, and all these kind of things. It's also, agriculture has become subjected to the business ethic. But actually that's not required. It's required just to produce enough that you need. And uh, if, the, if you work the land nicely, you'll find that from a small piece of land you can produce so many vegetables that you probably, you, one family, they can't eat it anyway. So the idea is to save time for spiritual realization. And another thing in modern society is that our, some people are unemployed, and other people, they're just working like animals. There's, there's, there's two classes, generally. Either no work, or if you have a job, then they just make you work, 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 work. Again, I don't know what it's like here, but in, in the... in the uh, Now you'll find in India, in the, in the cities, what it's like. The job means you, you are working 12, 14 hours a day. That's normal. And others, more. So much work. Work, 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 work. And then they become exhausted and then they, they throw you out of the job and then they bring in someone else. And it's just like working a donkey, beating, 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 beating. So it's like that. Prabhupada said that modern leaders will force you to work like hogs and dogs and asses. But actually the hogs and dogs and they don't they don't have such a stressful life as modern people do. So it's like that in the city, and you just, people are just working, and working, and working, there's probably no time, and then they're so exhausted at the end of the day, that when do they just come home and sit in a chair and turn on the TV, and that's it, that's it, and then their day is gone. So, this, Prabhupada saw this whole city. He was writing in the first canto of Bhagavatam, even before he went to the West, when he was sitting in India, which was just at that time becoming very much industrialized and Prabhupada saw at that time how this whole society is being spoiled by this. And so from the, even before Prabhupada went to the West, which is so much more industrialized, and that's how poor India is very industrialized now. But before he went to the West, and he saw that this the whole direction of human society is spoiling real human culture. And when Prabhupada first came to America, 
uh, you, you can imagine most people coming from India or poor country or less developed country, they see all the skyscrapers and factories and they think, oh, how wonderful, how advanced. Prabhupada wrote a poem describing America, Ugrastani, in this horrible place. He wrote, writing to Krishna, I don't know why you have brought me to this horrible place. Prabhupada, from the very beginning, he wasn't mesmerized by the American way of life. From the very beginning, he saw that people are simply spoiling their fuel and energy in working, working, working for that which is actually not of any benefit to them. And when Prabhupada incorporated ISKCON in 1966, I mean, Prabhupada had one small staff run, but he wrote that one of the nine purposes is to demonstrate a more simple, natural way of life in which people can become conscious. So this atmosphere is better. It's, it's a pleasing sound. Actually, not all sounds in nature are pleasing. Some birds they make some crows. But actually the crows won't come, only if you throw garbage here and there. If you keep cleaning, then you won't see more so many crows. But even some, even sometimes I, sometimes I go to a farmhouse in Gujarat for my writing and so, the peacocks, they make such a lot of noise. Sometimes in the middle of night you can't sleep. They make a big noise. So, but generally this, the sounds within nature, it's more pleasing than the, the honking of cars or people coming back drunk at three o'clock in the morning and shouting last night. You didn't hear. But I heard it. It's more pleasing. You can hear the sound of the wind in the trees. So these, these are pleasing, not only pleasing, but it, it helps to keep one as psychically healthy. As, and psychic health is followed by physical health. Psychically healthy means that when you hear the honking of the car horns, not only, are, not only does it uh, sound unpleasant, but it actually disturbs and it throws it out of balance. And all this together contributes to the to the widespread uh, psychological imbalance. There, there, there are so many different causes, but even the whole world that people live a totally irregulated life, they're staying up all night, and so according to the design of the body, one has to sleep at night, not stay up all night. And uh, taking all kinds of foods at wrong times, and they, don't, they, they mix all the wrong foods together and eat at wrong time of day, so the Vedic culture gives us so many different directions. When you should eat, what you should eat. You should not be eating at night. You should only be eating in the morning. So if you have this kind of sickness, don't eat this kind of food. So many directions are there, which are part of the Vedic culture, to help us to keep psychically and psychologically and physically sound in good shape. So that we can easily, without unnecessary disturbance, execute the real purpose of life, which is hearing and chanting about Krishna. We can hear and chant about Krishna in any circumstance. Even in hell, it's possible to chant about Krishna. Not generally done. And if you do, you'll come out of hell. But generally, in a circumstance where there's not unnecessary uh, disturbance or uh, unnecessary endeavor 
uh, material gains which are, are, are neither necessary nor even desirable. That in, and in the association of devo devotees, that environment will help us to be Krishna conscious. That's a natural setting for Krishna consciousness. So that was part of Prabhupada's mission, a very big part of Prabhupada's mission. And I'm talking about it. So talking was the beginning. <laughs> Just like Prabhupada, he went to America and he talked about Krishna consciousness. He also demonstrated how we should practice Krishna consciousness. But he said that 50% of my mission was still to be done was to establish this Varnashram Dharma. And he intended to do that by going to the Gita Nagari farm in Pennsylvania to demonstrate that. So I'm just saying, at least you can know that this was Prabhupada's plan, how Krihastas especially can live uh, very simply, very nicely, depending on the land, the cows, and Krishna, and maximize their opportunities for hearing and chanting about Krishna. Now, there may be various factors in modern society which make it difficult. The laws of the country, the economic system, they make it very, they may make it very difficult because the economic system is set up in many countries of the world, in, the, in, in England and America and these countries. Again, I don't have that here, but apparently if you produce your own milk, it will be more expensive than if you buy it from yourself because of the way the economic system is set up. It favors the big farmers and it's, the milk in the shop is subsidized and the farmers, they get subsidies and this and that. So it's actually, the economic system is actually set up to favor the big, the, the big companies that own big farms, agribusiness. So there may be various difficulties, but at least we should know that although it's not, it's by no means impossible to be Krishna conscious in the city, but uh, a, a better environment, and definitely Krihastas mean they have to have children, so a better environment for children, it's better to grow up with trees and cows rather than with traffic and drunken people and coming around at night and you have to, you have to lock everything, double lock. Whereas in the village, you see, I saw that and you just go out and just walk out. Even when I was a kid, I was, before I joined home, I was wandering around in Ireland, even in those days, you go into some village and people would go outside the house, they'd just leave the door wide open. They'd not, not lock it, but the door would be open. Yeah, because there's no question of anyone coming and saying, now it's different, you know, gangs go out and into the villages and they, they love everything. Modern life has come. The whole that culture there is in Ireland, very hospitable. If you're, wandering, if you're just wandering around at midday, surely someone will take you and feed you, but that's all gone. It all changed, Pretty Pippa was telling me, he was preaching in there that time. It all changed when uh, these uh, videos came. And when people started watching all these movies, especially crime, movie, violence and sex and all these things, then the whole traditional culture just changed. And then everything of the, of the contaminated modern way of life came in. So I, again, I'll say it's worth saying again. It's another very important part of Krishna conscious family life 
no TV. That will spoil, really, it's going to spoil your whole Christian, whatever you, you read Bible, you don't want to watch that. And all, all the purification, all the purification that you get from reading Bhagavad Gita, karma is, what is that? Trividham Narakasvedam Dvaram Nashadam Atmanaha. Karma skrodas the Thalavas. Tasmat Aitat Thir. Tiyajam Chujat. Tasmat Aitat Tvam Chujat. The three gates leading to hell are lust, anger, and greed. So you read that in Bhagavad Gita, and a wise man should give it up. Give it up means give it up, and not invite it in your home in the form of the TV, which simply promotes all these things. So that's, uh, that's like an addiction. In the modern age, they're talking of so many addictions, drug addiction, addiction to smoking, and then there are all kinds of other addictions. I was just told there's a new kind of addiction, it's called internet addiction, in which people, they just sit on the internet all day, and they don't eat, they don't sleep, and they're just, run, they're just going from one side to another. And it's a kind of psychological disease. Internet addiction, and they're like a gambling addiction. People, whatever money they get, they just go and spend it on a, all those pornography addiction. People, they, they just go to, to some, they, they just spend all their money watching sex movies or something like this. So there are different kinds of mental disturbances which are like an addiction. But it's just like you see, there's, there's drug addiction, right? People are addicted to heroin or something. But they don't consider that smoking and drinking, that's also an addiction. Because it's so much part of the culture, they think, well, that's, that's not so bad. Because drinking if someone's an alcoholic, they think that's not very good. But it's, they don't make it illegal, like, like heroin or opium or cocaine, they're illegal. But alcohol, which is just as bad as many of these drugs, is probably worse than ganja. But that's considered normal. So in the same way, there's gambling addiction and internet addiction. There's also TV addiction. Everyone's addicted to TV. But they say, well, that's just normal. That's good. That's nice. If you don't have a TV, people think you're really strange. You're not normal. But if normal means watching 20 murders every day on TV and having some uh, improperly dressed woman dancing on your screen and watching that, that's not human culture. If that's normal, better to be abnormal. <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's extremely uh, degraded and low class. Then, better be in this Krishna conscious way of life in your own way. Begin with ourselves. Make this firm down. Duravata. Satatam kirta yanta man. Yatamkas chat duravata. Those who are Mahatmas, those who are under the shelter of the divine potency of Krishna, they have taken a firm vow to glorify Krishna, not to glorify the Shavidvara Hoshtakara, Sanskrita, Purusha, Pashu, those who are like hogs, dogs, camels, and asses, praise persons who are not interested in praising Krishna. Prabhupada wrote such in that section of Bhagavatam, Prabhupada's preference is so to the point. 
He says that in modern society that people are like hogs, dogs, camels, and asses. They, they praise other people. Who, but who are these people they're praising? They're just bigger hogs, dogs, camels, and asses. That's all. They're glorifying person, they're great personalities. But what are these great personalities? They're just big animals, that's all. Because they have no knowledge of the purpose of life. Just, just like the, the hogs and dogs and camels, and they all make different noises. The dogs are barking and the asses are praying. You must have yoga. The camels? I don't know what they are. They much more. They're fairly quiet. Is it? <laughs> Is it? I never heard them. Something between us and... Us and what? Not anyway, we can't imagine it's going to be very pleasant, whatever it is. It's not going to be a sweet sound, is it? And pigs, yeah, they also make their noises. Yeah. You say oinking creation also? <laughs> so they make their noises, and among, uh, among their own society, they may, they may be taken very seriously. But after all, they're animals. What an ass or a pig has to say has no significance. It's of no higher value. So similarly, here people are talking so many things. You'll find that any time of day you can turn on the TV and there'll be someone, some expert speaking on something. <laughs> Analyzing. They're analyzing, they have the news, and then they have the news analysis. <laughs> someone analyzes this and that, and then they interview someone, and why did he... Why did you shoot 15 people that day? Well, I was in a bad mood this morning. Oh, okay, I understand. Well, in sports also, there's not so much analysis, right? Uh, I also see these things when you're at an airport and you see the cricket and they'll show the, it hits the ball and then they'll show it in slow motion and then the different commentators will come on and say something. <laughs> so much. Much ado about nothing. There's a Shakespeare play called Much Ado About Nothing. They make a big, big, big discussion about nothing of any significance. People uh, simply wasting a human form of life, talking all rubbish. The devotee is very green, considered. What is the purpose of human life? We should, we should live our life according to our real need. What is our real necessity? It's very easy to get sucked into all this. If, if, we, if you just start reading the newspaper for a few days and the next day you say, oh, what's going on? Waiting for the paper to come. What's, what's the latest paper? If, if you don't read, you can think, actually, you don't need. It doesn't make any difference. Maybe. Recently, I was in India and there, there's all this talk there's going to be a war. So I heard that there's something going on. There's talk of war. And sometimes there's talk of war. So. There's no need. I didn't have to read the news and the news analysis. If there is a war, someone would have told me, and 
They might have done something about it. They left the country or something. They won't need, actually. We, we, so much of our attention is sucked into those things which we don't need. So we should decide. Everyone should make a decision. How am I going to live my life? They may have these slogans, live your own life. But no one lives their own life. They just follow like sheep, what everyone else does. And who is making a decision that what is the purpose of my life? How I should lead it? We just whatever everyone else is doing, we do. Maybe a little difference. One person is a garbage cleaner and someone else is a politician and someone else is a businessman and someone else is a, a doctor or a street sweeper. But, but basically everyone lives the same way of life, which is that you, you work, you get some money, have some sense qualification, no higher thought. So if one understands the necessity of Krishna consciousness, that we have come to this human form of life after many, many births, now we have the opportunity to understand Krishna. So if we understand that, we should base our lives around that. That everything we should do should be centered upon how I can maximize my opportunity to hear and chant about Krishna and surrender to Krishna. Not that we should live a so-called normal life and then somehow I will squeeze in a few Hare Krishnas here and there. That's not going to be very effective. Of course, that's better than living a so-called normal life and not chanting Hare Krishna at all. But really, if we understand the necessity of Krishna consciousness, that now we have this opportunity, that we should uh, take this after many, many lives we got this chance to be Krishna conscious. With the Idam Sudavadam, Idam Bahusam Bhavan Te Manusham Altadam Amutram Apihadhiraha Tonanya Tetana Patek Anamitra Yava Mistraya Saya Vishwakalo Sarvata Syat. In the Bhagavatam it stated that we got this human form of life after many, 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 many births. So now we should take this opportunity and use it properly. But understanding that we have to die, we won't be here very long, we should utilize our time properly so that we can not get born again. And if we think, well, there's so many things to enjoy, let me enjoy sense gratification. And the Bhagavatam answers that you already enjoyed it in so many lifetimes. You already tried in so many lifetimes to enjoy this material world. Now we should understand that our real purpose is to get out of this cycle of trying to enjoy and being frustrated and never enjoying. We should dedicate our lives to understand Krishna. Well, as I say, most people are grihastas. That means that they have some they have to see how to live, eat, and family responsibilities, social responsibilities. So that should be discharged in a manner that is conducive for developing Krishna consciousness, without which everything else is a waste of time. Whatever else, whatever one may be, one may be a great political or military hero or a great famous figure, whatever it may be. Without Krishna consciousness, everything is simply like the decoration of a dead body. It means it may 
there's a very good example that Shastra gives that, uh, what is that? Shastra, Japas, Japa. Aprana Saiva Dehasya Mandanam Lokarandanam Bhagavad Bhakti Hinasya Jati Shastra Japastapaha Aprana Saiva Dehasya Mandanam Lokarandanam That without Krishna consciousness, the example is given, one may do japa, that means chanting mantras other than Krishna conscious mantras, performing austerities, uh, developing a very complex society, Whatever one may do, it's like the decoration on a dead body. It may, it externally, when you first see it, it looks very good. If if someone died, you can, there's a dead body, then you can put lipstick and face powder and dress in a nice suit and so many things. So if someone sees it, look, oh, looks very nice. You go a little closer, you see, oh, dead body. Not very nice at all. So in the same way, this whole, Modern society, it may seem, at first glance, it may seem very wonderful. But if we examine a little deeper, we can find that actually it's, it's rotten inside. Outside it looks good, but just underneath the skin, it's all rotten. So instead of being enamored by this false glitter of modern civilization, we should live our lives, arrange our lives, take a decision to arrange our lives uh, in such a way that we can cultivate Krishna consciousness by hearing and chanting about Krishna and associating with his devotees. Then you can have time. You can sing these bhajans. You can learn them. <laughs> Study Bhagavatam. But another thing is that if we're so much involved in the modern way of life, then even the, even the inclination to do these things becomes less because we're all the time associating with materialistic people, and so we won't have much. We won't have that much. Even if we have the time, we won't have much inclination to do so if we're always associating with materialistic people. So it's very important that, as much as possible, we arrange our lives in such a way that we can live without extraneous endeavor and associate with devotees and then utilize our opportunity to be Krishna conscious. Exactly how to do that in everyone's individual life will be different, but the basic pattern should be there. To understand very clearly that our life is meant for understanding Krishna and we have to live in such a way that when we leave this body we don't get another one. We go to Krishna. Otherwise, if we simply live according to the dictates of materialistic people, then again we have to take that again and again and again. At some point in time, either in this life or a future life, we have to make the decision that I'm not going to be normal according to the ways of the world. As long as we go on being, we have to be normal, 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 and normal is that we got born again. That's normal. And again and again and again. So at some point in time, we're going to have to make a decision, either this life or millions of lives later, that this time I'm not going to be normal. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to be Krishna conscious and go back home, back to Godhead. So it requires some courage also and some intelligence. It's not To be normal is not very intelligent because a normal society is a sub-intelligent way of life. Simply... 
working hard to, for what? To produce all kinds of useless things that they don't need. So one who is actually intelligent, he should endeavor for that which cannot be obtained even by going to the planet of India. It's material happiness that's available everywhere. But one should endeavor to satisfy Krishna and become situated in his constitutional position as a servant of Krishna. So Hare Krishna. Is there any question about this? Yeah, and my whole lecture is about going back to Godhead. There are two things that are not necessarily contradictory. Actually, we should desire to go back to Godhead. Prabhupada wrote that one, if there's any selfish desire, this last selfish desire should be there to go back to Godhead, which isn't actually selfish because the desire to go back to Godhead is the desire to serve Krishna. But actually, an even more elevated platform is to not ask anything from Krishna, just like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said. But, uh, that I'm not asking you even for liberation. So, actually there's no difference between going back to God and being a pure devotee in this world. A pure devotee, it's not that he actually leaves the spiritual world, but rather he brings the spiritual world with him. So if one is on that elevated platform, then uh, he made his one thing is, you know, you also think, I'm not fit to go to the spiritual world, and it's humility. But actually, the devotee, what, what is his desire? His desire is uh, to be with Krishna and stay with Krishna. But he may think out of his, there are two things, he may think out of his humility that, actually, I'm not fit for that. Another thing, he may think that, well, if the Lord wants me to come and preach in this world, I can, I can do that. But actually, the, the, the constitutional position of this jiva is with the Krishna in the spiritual world. So it's it's not a contradiction, but it's it's it's, it's the exalted mood of a devotee that he feels. If, that I am not qualified to go back to Godhead, or anyway, if Krishna wants me to come, I can I can come. Kita janma hai, jata tuadas. This says that even if I, if I have to be born, I can be born as a, as a worm if I'm born in the house of a devotee. But even if I'm Brahma, that my association with devotees and my attitude of bhakti, what I, I don't want. So he's making the point that any position in the material world is acceptable if you have the association and service of devotees. But only desire the highest so-called high position without Krishna consciousness. He doesn't desire it at all. That is a symptom of his Saranagati, full surrender to Krishna. Another question? What did you think, or did God have mentioned something about using electrical machines in the system to resemble the structures and blenders? 
Did Prabhupada speak about electric blenders in the kitchen and various items? Um, he did speak about these things, but not in a, not as a topic in itself, but in, uh, while discussing broader subjects, he, he also referred to that. Um, now, Prabhupada never said that these things shouldn't be used in the kitchens in our temples. In the, in the cities, Prabhupada's strategy was that in the cities they would have temples and they would use all facilities for preaching Krishna consciousness and whatever is required they would use. But he also wanted that in the, in the village that devotees could live and live very simply. Even Prabhupada said, no need of electric light. And then the devotees said, well, how can we see it then? But it said you grow with castor oil and you make the, the castor oil, you make oil from castor seed so and you have that light. And that's enough. Prabhupada said myself, he was brought up in Calcutta, but there, there was no electric light at that time. So we, we used to use the oil. Prabhupada said I used to do my study using that light. So you might say, well, electricity is much better. You can see much better, but then if you have electricity, then you have to pay your electricity bill and you have to produce money. It's like the story of the, the yogi and the coping. He started off with uh, just a coping and he ended up with a whole uh, kingdom to maintain his coping. The coping and uh, the rat was eating it, so he got a cat, then he had to get a cow, then he had to get a wife, then he got a, he had a job, and then he became a big politician. And, and so, so just to keep things very simple, uh, what you can, you can, uh, so you won't become entangled with it. But one of Prabhupada's revolutionary things was that he was saying in our communities we won't have money. How about that? Because if there's money, then uh, money in itself produces greed. And if you have to produce money, that means you have to interact with the outside society, and then you can, then you can buy things which you don't produce. But the whole idea is to produce everything that you need yourself. So there's no, actually in traditional village economies, there's no money. One person produces one thing, one person produces another thing, they barter. Even barter, they're not like that, they'll just share it, that's all. I was told that uh, in, in Bangladesh, in East Bengal, that's always East Pakistan, that uh, one man was telling me, he was, he must have been born around, uh, around 1910, something like that. So he told me when he was a child in the villages, no one ever sold milk. Any old people had enough, and if you need it now, you just ask someone. So they'll just give you some. It's just like you see, my happy world. And so much work, he's taking bath in it. <laughs> so, so, uh, there was no selling of milk. If you needed something, you, generally people they wouldn't, they'd have enough of their learners. But if you needed something else, you just ask someone, let's uh, they give you some. It's a no need of, of uh, money. If you have money, then you want to buy this and that and something else and this and that and the other which you don't need. And then you want to get a job and so many things. So, Prabhupada's idea is no electricity at all, ultimately. So then that's all your electrical appliance is finished. Another thing Prabhupada said at Ruben Dhaman, he said in our farm community, the manager said, what will the women do? Prabhupada said, they can churn butter. 
Houston. Do like this. Charming button. The product said that. So that would be very good exercise for them. They will, they will not get, they will not get uh, unhealthy. And he also said, this Prophet said, I don't quite important. And you see, in the modern age, the women, they do no work, and therefore they do not have full breasts. But if they do this, they'll have nice, firm breasts, something like that. Prophet said. It's also a fact. He's got shoes on in front of the beauty store. It's also a fact that uh, people are unhealthy if they don't do anything. It's a fact. Traditionally, you know, the, the women's work in the home, they're, they're mortar and pesto, they're, they're grinding the spices, or for, in South India especially, they're, they're grinding the, uh, the rice and dal for making uglies and doses. Now, nowadays they have machines to do all these things, and then they go. Everything is done by machine, and then they, they go off to the gym for some exercise. But otherwise, there's enough work at home. <laughs> you don't have to do any ex extraneous exercise. So, problem is very serious about a very simple way of life. If you're living in the city, then you're part of the city, that's the city culture. But actually, just like if you want to make, if you, if you want to get grains ground, you can buy it from the shop. You can also take the grains and grind it yourself. And if you grind it every time, the, the bread or chapati or whatever you make, it will be much, much more tasty. Get a stone mill and grind it, the flavor will be much better. If you buy it already ground, then already all the flavor left. So you can grind it yourself. And keep very healthy. <laughs> Just what you need, each day, grind it. Still, some people do that. And until recently, many families in India they used to eat rich people. The women they would be, they would make everything. They would never buy anything from shop. No raw ingredients they buy rice and all these things. But even the pepper which you call papa gum in this country for some reason, but they're called papa in India. So they make it themselves. They wouldn't buy it from the shop. They grind the dal and spices and make it very thin, put it out in the sun, everything. Pickles, they make everything themselves. They can afford to buy it, they can afford to have servants make it. Rich people, they make it themselves. And it's much better like Anything which is homemade is better than the commercially prepared. Just like here in uh, Croatia, you can olive oil country. If you buy the commercially prepared one, it's not going to be the same as the one which you make as yourself at home. Is that right? The best is that which is made at home. Everything that is. So actually, with all this modern advancements, you can get, you can get, you can get cheese from Australia, but you can't get any food that tastes any good. You can get vegetables imparted from the other side of the world. There's no flavor in them, though. No nutrition. And there's no love in that either. Commercially produced food made with big machines harvesting the fields. There's no, there's no feeling. You, you're eating impersonalism by eating that food. <laughs> 
Whereas if you grow it yourself, and then you see you're looking after the, you have, a, you have a relationship with the plants, actually. You grow, come on, very nicely for Krishna. You're going to offer you to Krishna, then you'll get, you'll get, you'll get Krishna's blessing. So actually, you, you love your plants, and they come up and you offer to Krishna, and it's very nice. Let's see, she's going somewhere. She's in the kitchen. So she, she's going somewhere with plants and offering to Krishna. So it's very pleasing. There's nothing pleasing about going to a shop in, in a buying some zucchini in a plastic bag and already two weeks old. And there's no pleasure. It's, it's just a mechanical way of life. There's no feeling. And then you, you put something in the microwave. Heartless is something. There's no, no charm. Just everyone interested in himself. But this, uh, becoming interested in yourself, and therefore you see there's all this abuse and the kids are in the care of the teacher and the teachers they just horribly sexually exploit them happen in our society also we're also victims of Kali Yoga so because this uh, this whole mood of personal sense enjoyment is so strong that people have become like worse than animals. Just a few days ago I got an email of spam. You know the spam? People send you all kinds of things you don't want. I don't usually bother looking at them, but it's saying something like, your personal life can be spoiled. If people see what you're looking at on the internet, then your personal life will be spoiled. So buy the software and it will remove all the all traces of your watching pornography and all this kind of thing. In other words, people are showing themselves very respectable, nice family men, but they're watching all the things on the internet. So now they're brought up and it says you think you can delete the cookies and all this, but actually deep inside your computer the records there. Be careful, watch out. Get us up and we you buy it? We'll get some money, and then uh, with this money, we'll make biography to put on the internet <laughs> and expand our business. Just see, with pornography, it's such a horrible thing, but it's such a it's such a big business. How degrading to the consciousness! But it's such a big, big business. People, they, they can't they are addicted to seeing it. It's so horrible. It's a nasty thing, and it's so much part of modern life. The main business on the internet, I'm told, is pornography. I mean, they have all businesses, you phone up people, and you phone up some girl, and they talk all some things with you. Everything, everything is sold. So bad. Car tires, that's one of the main things they sell with uh, pictures of beautiful women. Right? What is a car tire got to do with sex? Nothing. But somehow, it's Kuali car tires. 
insane, totally degraded civilization. Really, we should understand this and come out of it. Don't, don't be victimized by this civilization, not civilization. Non-civilization destroys everything in the higher human consciousness. Such a high philosophy, such a high way of life to have Krishna consciousness, unlimitedly better than anything in the